Okay, welcome to uh, Running Book Reviews with Alan and Liz. Uh, we hope you're going to enjoy this installment. I think we're both pretty excited about it. Uh, the book we're going to cover is called uh, Running Rewired by Jay DeSherry. And I know Liz is pretty um, uh, excited about this book. Um, when she received it, I think it was for Christmas, she was all... Uh, like a dog with two tails, as we say. <laughs> so, um, um, Liz, are you, uh, you there and ready to uh, talk about uh, this book? I'm ready. I'm ready. I really enjoyed this book. So the book's actually called Running Rewired. Um, brackets, reinvent your run for stability, speed, and strength. So... Um, First of all, we'll talk about uh, what is the book, overview, how does it work, um, who's Jay DeSherry, and then we'll go through the book in some detail and uh, pick it apart, and then as usual, um, we'll give our views on the book and what we think of it, and uh, what we think's good, what we think's bad, whether we recommend it to you, and then you can decide whether to go out and uh, maybe get a copy and read it for yourself. Um, or thank us for avoiding uh, reading a book that you didn't want to read. So either way, it's a good thing. Um, and we'll, we'll give it some stars at the end. Um, we give everything really good ratings because we generally love running books. But, um, that we do. That we we'll do. Give you your info. Okay, so um, you, want, you want to tell us a bit about Jay DeSherry? Um, if you... So is that, is I, that how you pronounce his name, Desher Desherry? So I so I think it's Jay Desherry from from what I've heard on podcasts because um, I yeah I don't think I was pronouncing it right at first because I thought it was Dickery and then Desherry. <laughs> um, so if, I, if it's Jay Desherry is listening Desherry. to our podcast, um, we apologize. Um, yes, I'm very sorry about that. I yeah. mean. It, I, I, I really tried. So I, um, so on the, on the other podcasts that, uh, that I've, where I found out about this book, um, I really listened to it and it's Jay DeSherry and okay. he's apparently a, uh, I think he's a researcher, but I think he's also a physiotherapist. Um, he has, uh, he, he ha he works with a lot of elite athletes in the U.S. Um, and uh, he helps them sort of uh, like fix the things about their running form. He has a super duper uh, biomechanics lab, I think. That he that he does apparently with yeah. some super duper treadmill that can that's yeah. you know for a while I think that treadmill was was the. The only one, I don't remember if it was the only one in the U.S., like he was the only lab in the U.S. that had it or uh, the only lab on the whole North American continent. But there was something special about this treadmill. Yeah, it was uh, instrumented so it could uh, get a lot of data about um, all kinds of um, mobility issues. And, and I believe it was the only one outside of the military at his lab in Bend, Oregon. Yes, that's Yeah, sounds... I made some notes. <laughs> um so what how did was, you hear how did you hear about jay DeSherry to begin with i listened to a few podcasts though 
I can't remember if this was from the podcast because there's this podcast called uh, The Science of Sport. Um, and they talk about, they talk a lot about running, but they, they do talk about other sports and like research in sport. I'll tell you where I first heard, heard him. Um, when I read Kixology. Because oh. there's, a, there's a little section in the middle of Kixology, which is another great book. Um, listen to our podcast on that if, uh, if you haven't, um, which talks about technical stuff and uh, references a conversation um, with a biomechanics guru who turns out to be J.D. Sherry. So that was where I first uh, heard about it. Okay. Yeah. No, it was definitely, I've, I've discovered a lot of books through podcasts, which is why I really like listening to them. Um, so it was either in that podcast or maybe it was Tina Muir because those are the ones that I listen to the most. Tina uh, Muir has a great podcast. She didn't does. give other people ads for their podcasts, but they're all great. <laughs> um, okay. So the, so the book Running Rewired, um, what's the idea of the book? So the idea of the book is that it's kind of like an instruction manual uh, on how to self-diagnose. That's, that's that running, running instruction manual. Left foot, it, it's... right foot, <laughs> left foot, right foot, rinse. So not exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's more like an instruction manual to fix your broken running form is what it kind of is. Uh, okay. it, there is a lot of explanation. So he does a really good, good, um, uh, like the first part is basically he's trying to sell you why you should care about your running form. That's kind of the rationale piece. Exactly. In the beginning. And, and just a funny aside, so actually yeah. my, my previous running coach, he didn't believe in running form at all. Like he, okay. he's a great, great coach in many ways, does a lot okay. of, he, he's done a lot of courses and stuff. Um, yeah. And a lot of things he'll integrate into his plans come from all different places. But for some reason, he was like, no, just run more and the running form will take, fix, care, of itself. take, take care of itself. So yeah. actually... Jade DeSherry would not agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my, my understanding about, about Jay is, is um, really he says most people ha are running their plan B. That's, that's kind of what he says. You know, they're not running their optimal plan. Uh, runners traditionally have like weak glutes or bad hips or uh, limited wo range wonky, of motion. wonky ankles or something like that, and they're running to compensate some of those things. Um, and, and he's looking to really show you how to get out of that, mm -hmm. um, which is not that easy. No, it's to, not. And get to your A game in terms of your running form. Yeah, and he actually says that in the book that it's not easy and uh, it's like anything else. At first, it's going to be a conscious effort. Uh, but yeah, he 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 sort of does a really good job of going through uh, a lot of the things that could be going wrong. So, you know, even with uh, the feet, the hips, because, it, you know, it, it's not it's not that every runner has the same problem. Like sometimes it's range of motion. So it's really neat because he does these little diagnosing uh, kind of self-diagnosing little tests. 
that you can do and and it'll give you sort of three options if you if if this is happening this is the problem and then you'll have like two other like if this is happening that's the problem so that's a it's so it's a customization thing it, it doesn't say everybody should do x it says yep. you should do these tests on your mobility for example Mm -hmm. And if you find A, you should do these exercises. If you find B, you should do these exercises. And um, there was a, at one point there was something about the way that you. I I think it's. I don't remember if it's the way that you. Um, you move your foot and leg, or the or the way that your foot lands, or something. But that apparently is a little bit personal and so it's more of a test to know what you do exactly and um and know like what's your normal uh, so that was kind of interesting too i wish i could uh wish i could remember what that test was i think you had mentioned that you did that one um, was that was that the one where you um stand on the ground and press your knee to the wall or where i think you where you put your toe down and lift your other toes. But there, there were several mm -hmm. tests like that. And then you get, then you get uh, some exercises accordingly. Yep. Yeah, you always get exercises accordingly. <laughs> the, the, the idea, uh, I think, is that he says, you know, you're not actually born to run. We must do a review on Born to Run. Um, yes, we should. That's an aside. Um, you know, actually, Born to Run, he, he, he says that, uh, if, I, if I remember rightly, you know, the, 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 the beautiful Kenyans that we see, um, they're, they're actually adapted to run. And some of us are less well adapted than those beautiful Kenyans, and we can work on adapting ourselves to be better. Um, uh, he talks in the in the rationale at the at the front. He talks a, a bit about um, all of this, why he's doing all, all of this work, um, and talks about the pressures that you put yourself under when you're running, which I find quite shocking. Um, do you remember the bit about um, how much weight you put on yourself when you're when you're running? Uh, the yeah, so so I think it said a uh, 150-pound person generates 375 pounds of vertical pressure. It's 250%. Yeah, so that's, like, that's like two and a half times gravity every time you put your foot down. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. No wonder because, we get ourselves injured. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also 15% of your weight... Uh, as lateral pressure, and then forty to fifty percent of your weight in decelerating and accelerating. So it's not just the uh, it's not just the the vertical, which is basically gravity, but it's the other forces as well. So that's uh, that that'll explain why people get injured a lot in running. So he goes through this in the rationale. Uh, and then uh, comes up with um, how to develop a game plan. So the the idea being, I think that if you have a plan B because you have some 
running imperfection, let's say, I don't know, a mobility problem or something, you can diagnose that and then you can stop doing that. Like you can, you can remove a blockage or something like that. But in fact, the, the, what he says is what, what happens is your brain just keeps behaving how it used to as if your blockage was still there. So then you have to have a whole series of exercises to train your brain to recognize to behave differently now that it doesn't have a muscle block or a mobility problem. Um, Which is really comes, interesting. That comes in towards the end with all the programs that uh, he prescribes for you. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons, I think he mentions it at some point, that just pure stretching uh, doesn't, really work like let's say you wanted to increase your range of motion so you start to do a lot of stretching and maybe you'll be very yeah. flexible but it doesn't mean that it'll translate into more range of motion when you're running which oh. uh yeah so all that stretching that i haven't been doing I'm, all feeling, the <laughs> I'm feeling much less guilty now <laughs> well at least <clears throat> Yeah. I, so let's say that you wanted to start doing a lot of stretching. <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily be able to use that new range of motion because of the because of what you just said about about your your brain being wired to run a certain way. So you might not even be it might not be helpful to your running. Obviously, it's going to be helpful to your flexibility. But. I mean, what 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 I find in practical terms is I'll get sore in a spot and I'll stretch and the soreness will go away and I'll get sore in the same spot again. And I'll stretch and the soreness will go away. And I'll get and, sore in the same spot again. And, and it between, never changes because whatever's <laughs> causing the, the issue, I'm not dealing with it really, which is exactly what you're telling me. Yeah, that's that's actually what uh, what they, Jay DeSherry says a lot in in his book. It's about it's about doing the exercises and not just doing them when we're injured, but you know all the time. Yeah, therein lies the, the big challenge, I think. Um, okay, so so we have a rationale. Um, the, 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 it looks like to me there are three parts to the book. There's the rationale, then there's the um, the exercises for uh, establishing your your performance and then there are the sort of rewiring drills and workouts in in number in section three so section two um on on the precision and performance exercises can you talk to us a bit about that liz yep so uh so section both section one and two are kind of they they both explain things section one was more about the uh the diagnosis and then section two um has more of the exercises and he explains like why you would do certain groups of exercises so there are like two groups of exercises basically uh there is kind of also the plyometrics which is sort of a third group but Precision exercises are generally exercises that are not really that hard. Uh, they're more neurologically um, uh, difficult. Uh, for example, there's one that I'm doing from one of the plans, and it's it's really like it just looks really easy. And for some reason, one on one side, I have such a hard time doing it. And that's the whole 
purpose of the precision exercises is because it's teaching your your body to move in the ways that you're going to need to move when you're running and part of that is is neurological and and to make the right connections so that we we fire our muscles in the right way to be able to move that way and i i I, you know, sometimes you look at the exercises and you're like, oh, that doesn't look very hard because it's not hard in the traditional sense, like lifting a really heavy weight, but then you try and do it and you realize that, let's say you're really wobbly or you can do it really well on one side, but not the other. Um, And one of the things that I found really hard. What was the exercise if you don't, if you're happy to to tell us? the one that I find the band drive through. So it's like, so you're standing, you're standing and you have a rubber band around one thigh and it has to be hooked on somewhere behind you. And basically what you're doing is you're kind of uh, with the leg that the band is not around, you're kind of driving it up into like a 90 degree Uh, as if you were running, and then bringing it back down behind you, and then doing that again. And meanwhile, the leg with the band around it, it's supposed to, like, you're supposed to um, sort of drive your hips forward. And one side is just really difficult, and the other side is getting pretty easy. So it's really strange because the exercise itself is not that hard and it's just an elastic band. It's not like a heavy weight. It's not, there's nothing special about it, but it's just difficult. And the same thing was when I first did toe yoga. So toe yoga was this, was, you know. Toe yoga. Toe yoga. So I'm not even sure if it's in the book, but I know. Yeah, yeah, it is in the book. Um, I remember reading it. I'm pretty sure. Um, Because, I mean, I know about toe yoga, but probably all listeners yeah. don't know what's toe yoga. So toe yoga is basically you're just you're sitting on a chair and you've got your foot on the ground and people what, can fall people who are listening can actually follow along and do this exercise as you explain it. <laughs> yes, That's they cool. can. They can. And then so with your foot on the ground, what you want to do is lift only your big toe. Uh, lift it up and then bring it back to the back to the floor and then you're gonna lift your four little toes all at the same time and then bring them back down but the big toe while you're lifting your little toes should maintain contact with the ground and it's um it it, it was actually the first time I tried it uh was like I thought I had pretty good you know uh dexterity with my feet like, you know, you'd sometimes do those exercises for plantar fasciitis where you, you scrunch a towel or those kinds of things. And so mm-hmm. I thought I wasn't all that bad. But like this toe yoga, for some reason, I don't know, there was one foot and I can't remember if it was the left or the right, but one foot, I just like, it, I don't know the connection for my, like for my four toes to go up and down without the big toe being, you know, going with it. That's what uh, I find. I, I couldn't. It, one, of my, one of my feet didn't work. Yeah, it took so much concentration. And I think it took a few days. Like, it took a few days and finally I was like, oh, I did it once. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was quite difficult. And so those are the more the type of exercises that he calls like in the precision group. So they're not necessarily difficult in, uh, in, in terms of weight or strength. More uh, mental rewiring 
Yeah, Men yeah. Mentally uh, readjusting. Exactly. And then I he think, has... I think, I think he talks about plasticity of your brain. So you're teaching your brain to do a control that it wasn't doing before. Exactly. Yep. So those those are the the precision type of exercises. And then the performance exercises are more the ones that are for... Uh, for strength. So, you know, you have like the deadlifts and the squats with, with barbells and things like that. So, um, so those are kind of the two big categories. Uh, and then he, he does have also, uh, this is once you get to the, the third section of the book with the, with the programs in it, he's got like, uh, he's got uh, some plyometric kind of things, which I guess would go into more into performance, um, but they they're considered more advanced exercises, from what I understand. Uh, so you would, and and apparently you don't do them, you don't do them like weights. Like so, he says uh, every week you should be doing both precision and performance exercises, but when you're six weeks out from your race then you your performance exercises you can switch them to the the plyometric type of exercises but you wouldn't do the plyometric type exercises all year round from what i understood because um, you know i i tried to work this into my existing plan so uh so there there was a section there was a section saying sort of how to use the the um the, because he has quite a few plans and uh, I just basically chose one that I had the equipment available. That was pretty much my criteria <laughs> was, can I do this in my basement? Yes. Okay. So I'll choose this one. Yeah. In the third section, he seems to have um, 15 different workouts. Mm -hmm. um, and these use all the other, uh, a combination of all the other um, exercises that he's given you, like plyometrics and different types of force um, and the programs are depending on whether you're doing you want to do precision or whether you want to do um, strength or or the last the last ones where you need to be doing them um, leading up to runs are, are more power power based yeah, so I see that here. There's uh, there's actually three of them. Performance power workouts is what he calls them, and they they're more explosive. So, so I guess if you have something specific that you've diagnosed in in section one, you could do sort of uh, some I don't know hip precision drills or foot precision drills or whatever it is that that, uh, and then you would do a workout which incorporates those. Yeah, and the whole second section is basically uh, because the last section is really, really uh, the 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 um, the workouts he puts together and how to use them. So the second section really has like the individual exercises. So basically, when you're in the last section, if you're doing, let's say, I was doing a performance prep. Um, which was one of the the uh, the performance workouts, and if you forgot, like because really when you're in the um, in the in the actual plan, sort of, he, he, it only gives you 
the description and how many reps he wants you to do. And then there's two pictures showing you the exercise. And a lot of them, uh, like, I mean, I did weight training before. So it, like some of them with two photos, I can, I, I remember what it is because it's uh, yeah. like some of these, I mean, deadlifts are classic. I mean, I think every plan I've ever had had deadlifts in it. So, so that's not really a new exercise, but some of them I had to go back to the, to the section two and actually read uh, the description of what you're doing as, as a movement. So that's more what section two was. He has it kind of broken down into, uh, in, into sections like, uh, like horizontal force. And then you have all the different exercises for horizontal force. And you'll have uh, really the the description of the movement, and you'll still only have usually two pictures, <laughs> um, which is pretty funny because there was one exercise that that I ended up seeing on one of his videos that he produced, and I wasn't doing it right at all because this was an exercise that I was not really familiar with. I'd never done this before, and it was in one of the uh, um, in one of the precision plans. So they're called foot screws and these foot screws. So I read the description and I was sure I was doing what the description said. And then like there were two photos, which, you know, is maybe not that helpful. And it's when I saw the video that I realized that I was not doing the right thing at all because he had this video, um, on YouTube. Uh, not all of the plans are in on video, but the, uh, the performance prep is, and I think that was where, yeah, in the performance prep plan, which he has the video online of a girl doing all of the exercises. So you get to the foot screws. And so she starts doing the foot screws. And I realized like this, that was not what I was doing at all. So, so if you, so if you decide uh, certain exercises are for you, they may be perfectly clear from the there's a lot of photographs in the book, so they may be perfectly mm -hmm. clear from the photographs, or if they're not, you, I guess you can go and look for a video on, on YouTube. What, what, I, what I liked is on, on the side next to the photographs, it would have tips. So it would say, don't do this, because you yes. have a tendency to do this, and it, it will spoil the exercise, and try to focus on this thing. So it does try to give you some tips to... Um, to do the exercise correctly, but um, a video is much better uh, of showing you exactly how it works than a few photographs. Mostly, I thought, think if, if you know the exercises, a couple of photographs seem to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not like he, most of these are not like reinvented or anything. I mean, they're exercises that people have probably done if they've been at a gym before, or if they've had like, I mean, I had weight training programs uh, done by the strength coach at Concordia when I was running with Concordia. So, so like she would, you know, I mean, everybody kind of recycles the same exercises for runners there's the classics like the, the you almost always have to do push-ups and uh and you almost always have to do uh um, deadlifts and squats uh one leg deadlifts speak, those kinds of speak things. for yourself um <laughs> I've, I've just learned how to do uh, a deadlift and i uh, just had some postural correction notes given to me for my squats um in the last couple of months oh so, okay 
<laughs> no, I'm no spring chicken. So, uh, you know, to each okay. his own. Okay. Well, I, I guess in my experience, because I did have the luxury of having someone that gave us a plan and watched us do the exercises the first couple times we had a live demonstration. It wasn't just like, uh, like you were given a piece of paper and they let you go to the gym after they would, uh, you know, we always had at the beginning of the season, someone would give us the plan, but then she would be going over each exercise and showing us what it actually is. And we would try and do it. And then, so we would have like one gym session like that. It was only one. So sometimes after when you went back to the gym the next week and you started doing the exercises on your own, uh, you forgot some of them, <laughs> which is where your teammates come in handy. I guess like anything, um, J.D. Sherry will, will, give you a, will give you a workout program. Um, you'll need to look at it carefully and practice. Probably, probably. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I liked that he had some of his plans online in video form that, that I could go check. And it just so happened that it was the one that I had chosen because I had all the equipment in my basement, that that was the one that was, um, that was on YouTube. But he doesn't have all of them on YouTube, uh, which I was a little sad about. <laughs> But um, it, it could be because the, the book is relatively new. Maybe maybe it'll come out later. This is my wishful thinking. In, in section three, when he talks about the, some of the workouts and says, you know, uh, particularly the workouts seven through 15, um, the strength and power workouts where he's tr trying to help you to condition to, um, I guess, put more force onto the ground with the strength. And then in power, put that force on more quickly and release. So reduce your contact with the ground, but put more power into, into the running as you do it. Um, he gives the programs, and I'm looking through some of the programs. I haven't done any but yet, but they look pretty tough. Um, have you or um, your partner, Andre, have, I know you have a gym in your basement, a little... Um, Jim, have you tried any of those these these workouts? Yeah, so Do you have we, any experience with them? Yes, we actually tried. We did one of them together. Uh, so we did do this workout number seven, which was performance prep. Uh, the other ones, I think, because we don't have kettlebells and some of the other ones had kettlebells. Even this one had a kettlebell exercise. We just used a dumbbell for it. But uh, we did try it. And, you know, we were, even though, because our gym equipment is limited, so it's not like, it's not like we have all the sizes of dumbbells or anything. So you just make do with what you have. And let's say in an actual gym, I've done... Um, I've done kettlebell swings before and I can usually do kettlebell swings with like probably at least a 50 pound kettlebell, but I don't have a 50 pound kettlebell at home. And I, so I was doing it with like a 35 pound dumbbell, which I was swinging and holding onto one end. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, we were still sore anyway. So <laughs> I think it's the exercise, not always the, the amount of weight and yeah. the fun thing about, uh, doing it with a partner is that they can kind of see if you're if you're doing the exercise right because then that's the other thing like if you don't have a mirror in your basement 
to sort of see if you're doing it the same way on both sides. A lot of these are, are one leg exercises like the, the um, deadlifts, they're landmine single leg deadlifts. So it's one leg at a time, but you, you know, if you're not careful, you could potentially do them differently on each side because you know, you might have different weaknesses. Um, so that was, that was fun. Like we both, we both did that one uh, and we kind of took turns with the exercises and watched each other do them. And uh, we were both sore for two days after. So it, it, I would say that it's pretty good. And uh, they have these push-ups. They have these push-ups uh, that instead of just doing a regular push-up where I have like my arms out, like chicken arms kind of thing like this. Yeah then they make you keep your elbows close to your body. Oh, that's like yoga. Oh, it's so hard. It's so much harder than regular push-ups. I, I mean, I, you know, 10, 10, 10 push-ups. I mean, I can do 10 push-ups in my sleep usually. And these, with the art, with the, when I try and keep my elbows to the side, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time getting to 10 and I'm super sore for two days after. Luckily, it's my upper body, so it doesn't influence my running. <laughs> Okay, so you've, you've, you've tried working through the workouts and what you would say is they are tough, reasonably tough but doable. Are, mm-hmm. are, they, are they really technical or uh, are they um, you know, rel- relatively easy? Some of them are a bit technical. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess a wor- uh, an exercise is is as hard as you make it in some ways, but uh, in other ways, it's not. Like there's this one exercise that he calls thread the needle plank. And so you're basically doing a plank, but instead of being when you're in a plank position, usually we're on our elbows, like on our forearms as our support. So instead you're like in a push-up position. So you're on your hands and, and, and then you have an elastic band that's attached to something and you're, you're, you're threading it through underneath you. So like you'll have, you'll be basically balancing on one hand and your two feet. So you're, yeah, you don't have all four points of contact. And, and then, then you're you have, pulling in a, 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 a resistance or an elastic yeah, underneath yeah. your body. Yeah. Your other and, hand. Exactly. And it's, it's actually, harder than it looks and you're supposed to do 20 reps i think the first time i had a hard time doing 10 i i was and i don't even know i think my form was probably terrible but like i had a hard time doing 10 now i can do uh i i can do 20 with difficulty i could do 20 <laughs> so it's it's progress so I, I guess maybe it's part of what he was saying about the neurological. Maybe there was some pathway that I was not using. or. So you're, you're keeping with it, are you? Because you said, well, now I can do 20. So now obviously you're, 20. You're, you're keeping with <laughs> some of this program. So do you have any um, feedback on sort of the usefulness of it? Are you so, finding benefit or are you just exhausted all the time? Um, I mean, I, I try and do, I try and do weight training twice a week. Uh, I'm not always, it doesn't always happen twice a week. Sometimes I end up doing once a week and then it just doesn't fit in the rest of the time because I'm doing too much running, which is actually another thing that Jay DeSherry says. He says that most of us would be better off, um, 
skipping some of the run to uh, to do some strength work or precision work instead oh yeah you're right um he says running more is not better he says that in the introduction <laughs> doesn't he, he says, uh, i think if so you train harder and harder and harder run more and more and more well you'll just get better and better and better wrong <laughs> because what you what you're potentially doing is just reinforcing bad form which is inefficient um and you'll be better off correcting that and running less in order to correct it yeah so i haven't i haven't quite been following his advice i guess because sometimes i i do my run and then there's no more time to do the uh the exercises because I have to go to work or, you know, or because like I'm hungry. And so <laughs> shame on you for being a human being. <laughs> we can't all be superheroes. It's tough to I fit everything not. in sometimes. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, they're not, they're not that long release. Once you know the exercises and you know what you're doing um, in terms of like, what's going to come next, because once you've been doing the same plans so what he suggests is that you do uh the the precision work once or twice a week i i okay. think his his a plan it says um like what would be best is two days of precision and two days of performance exercises which is like four days of training that's a lot it's it's a lot to fit in when you want to run all the time <laughs> so yeah. i've done um i've what? i tried for i thought i would try for one day of precision and two day of performance because i figured then i could space it out like monday wednesday friday uh but i haven't really been successful with that so so far i think i've only really been successful with like one day of of precision and one day of performance when I'm lucky and I am disciplined. Uh, sometimes I will do two days of precision and no days of performance. It, it's been a little bit all over the place, but I've been, I've been basically when I do precision, I've been doing one of two plans. And when I do performance, I'll do usually the performance prep because that's the one that I know I have all the equipment uh yeah so so i one of the things about the precision uh drills that he talks about not so much the workouts but some of the drills is you can do them as a dynamic some of the mm -hmm. drills you can do them as a dynamic warm-up so if you yes. don't have time to fit in the drills you could fit it uh, to fit in the whole workout you could do you know a couple a couple of the exercises as just as, your your warm up, just your stretch, mm -hmm. a stretch alternate, a dynamic warm up rather than a stretch, which is just elongating a muscle, doing a little movement, which is more making the muscles work in the in the mode that you want to train them to work in. Right, um, and that's probably what I'll end up getting to, because I don't think I'm going to be able to do all of these drills. Yeah, I, I I think maybe that's a good idea, um, you know, and, and and I am better at doing like drills before run workouts. Like, let's say if you're doing like a track, I, I, I feel the benefit of that. So uh, I think I would probably be more consistent, but I'm usually 
you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is these days, but um, I used to be really good at uh, doing weight training twice a week and I would do it, you know, I'd fit it in. But I, I don't know, maybe it's because I was a student. So I was had all this time before class because class only started at like nine and work starts at eight. So have one hour, one hour less. Maybe Jada Sherry is going to get you back into it. Certainly, um, you know, I'm retired from work now, so I've got a bit more time. And uh, reading his book, uh, I found that, hey, there's something here in terms of, you know, I don't feel that my running is, is, is optimal at all in terms of mobility. And as I get older, I think it's probably going to get worse, um, if it could possibly get worse. But um, I, th I think... It sort of speaks to me in terms of I need to invest a little bit of time in and there are a couple of things where I could fix up some of my mobility issues um, it, it, and it would be worthwhile so his book is kind of motivating me to to stay with you know I started a um, uh, as you know I started a cross training uh, session once a week mm -hmm. um, just in terms of maintaining my strength. And I think reading Jay's book, I'm now going, okay, so these things in cross training, these are the ones I should be using for these reasons for my mobility. Um, and now I'm starting to focus. Um, so from that point of view, um, it's a great book in terms of um, getting you to think about your specific running mobility and your needs and what you could select to do um, that might help you, mm -hmm. you as an individual. And of course, then you've got to fit it in with your time as a human being um, with, other, with other things to do. Yeah, but I find that when you were telling me about what they were, what your trainer was making you do in CrossFit, it actually sounded like most of these exercises were kind of what, he was making you do as well yeah but i was just doing them because he was telling me he says uh, get uh, down do the get down do the push-ups okay yes sir yes sir um but now i'm going okay these things i know where they're targeting um uh, so you're more motivated then so i'll go these are the things i need to do and these are the things yes i'm going to have big strong arms but uh no, I'm never going to have big, strong arms, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have little feeble, but a little bit stronger arms, um, but it's probably not going to help my, my running mobility. Or, or maybe it is. Um, certainly, I see my whole body as a, a running machine rather than my legs, um, having read yeah. Jay's book. So, so what, what do you find? Because, I mean, although you haven't really found, really tried Jay's programs, but a lot of the exercises you've been doing are the same ones that he talks about in the book. And because you were doing exactly zero strength training before, and now you're doing once a week? Or uh, yes, I might even be doing two sessions a week at the moment because I've gone from live sessions to online sessions and then do so, you see do you feel a difference have you yeah, noticed I feel, anything? I feel sore first of all but oh. um i think it's a little early yet but um i think i feel like i'm a bit i'm a bit more connected 
if that's if that's sort of a, a, a thing um, I feel more you know I've got a bit more core strength um, um, I'm very conscious of where my hips are in in the in the in the process um, I feel like my glutes are are, are um, turning showing up to 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 contribute um, <laughs> a little bit more and um, I'm very conscious as well of my one of my mobility and one of my ankles I'm working on that um, to to um, to get away from I think the start of a plantar problem um, oh no so so there's 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 all but I think I'm not going to get that problem and I'm going to be able to train through uh, because of some of the exercises that I'm doing um, so so there's there's lots of good things in there but in the meantime I'm then going out and running and going oh I'm a bit tired because um, I've overworked um, my hamstrings and then they're not available to help me out a little, a little. <laughs> and they're sore for three yeah. days yeah. yeah so so that's the price to play so you have to keep the faith i think with mm -hmm. with training programs a bit like marathon training you know you have to believe in the process um, yeah exactly because you're never going to run your marathon in in the workouts so you're not going to know if you'll really be able to put it together you just have to believe that you're going to so, put so it we've, together. we've kind of we've kind of drifted into it generally but um let's specifically talk about um what we think about the book um how it's laid out, what if, what, what's good about it, what's bad about it. Um, you know, we've, we've obviously talked a bit about the benefits that, that we can maybe get out of it, but overall, how do we feel about it? I mean, what, what, I, what I would say is um, I, I notice it's a VeloPress book and um, those guys at VeloPress seem to be producing good quality um, not 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 in terms of the what's what's in it in terms of written but just the way it's produced um you know the typeface the photographs you know it's just a nice a nice book yeah. as, a, as a piece of material um and and uh it's not the first time I, i've said that i think about about Vela press um it's a nicely produced book it's very i agree easy to pick up and flip through and Know, read sections um, yeah I so enjoy sections I, I like that the way that it, it flows so I like the you know the the sort of the first section I like the description I like to know the how the why of each exercise so I, I kind of enjoyed that and uh, of course the the plans putting it all together because I, I think that sometimes uh, you know, like sometimes books will either give you all the why and how of doing things, but then not put it together for you. So you kind of finish the book being like, uh, okay, now what do I do with all this information? Uh, whereas he sort of gives you all this information, but then puts it together for you at the end in these little programs that you can follow. So that's kind yeah, of he built he builds the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. um, tells you what he's going to do at the start and then builds it all up and write it all the way through until you get to the end. Um, he's clearly an expert. Um, there's quite a bibliography at the end if you're a nerd, which I know you are, Liz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a nerd for that sort of stuff, you know, and you go, oh, I'm not too sure. 
Um, he actually <laughs> he actually quotes you know studies and references uh, where he gets his information from. So he's not inventing uh, this. He's not. There's no uh, snake oil involved. It's pretty well based on research and and data, and you can be confident of that. And he's not giving you a one size fits all kind of thing. He's really, you know, for me, that's the brilliant thing about the book. Yeah. And probably why, um, cause I read your book and you loaned it to me probably why I'll go out and buy it afterwards because there's a recipe in it for me. Um, mm -hmm. for, for my, um, probably, uh, that's one of the great things. It's not a cookie cutter. It's not a one size fits all, as you say. What else did you find out about the book? What do you think's good? What do you think's maybe not so good? Let's talk about the good things first, because we'll have loads to say about that probably. Yeah, so I, I think I said most of it, I enjoyed having the plans at the end. I liked that he sort of said, uh, you know, how to use the plans because there are about 15 of them, as we've mentioned before, uh, like 15 different little programs. So like, I like that before he went into, um, you know, what, uh, what you should use when. So that was, that was quite good. Um, yeah, the pictures in the, of the exercises I enjoyed as well. Yeah, I like, the, I like the photos because I think if you know the exercise or you just need a reminder, is that the one where you don't bend your knees or is that the one where you, mm -hmm. you, know, you get one picture and that, that tells you and you go, okay, yeah, snap, I know what I'm doing. Um, that's great. And I think uh, if you don't know the exercise, um, a few photos are not going to help you. You probably need to go and go, okay, what is uh, XYZ exercise and, and get that off YouTube. Um, but mostly I found that the exercises were, were um, um, clear from the, from the photographs and the photographs are nicely done. Um, and as I said, the tips on the side, by the way, when you're doing this exercise, don't do this or think about this. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, the layout we've talked about, um, I think um, the, the good things is it, it builds up an individualized program. Um, anything we didn't like? I... I don't think I would say I didn't like this. I just think it's maybe a little bit of a disclaimer. I think that uh, if you've never, ever done weight training, um, there's still benefit to sort of having somebody maybe you. watch you do these exercises or someone that'll put a plan together for you at first and then afterwards you know you can sort of choose programs and and you, you you learn over time how to maybe you know choose choose your next plans or or you know after you've done a few plans the exercises uh a lot of them are similar so you and you know what they are and you know how to, you've done them before so so um you know i think that it, it's it's still kind of a difficult thing to say, like anyone can pick up this book and, and 
start doing weight training. Uh, I think that this yeah, is so, kind of a manual maybe for somebody yeah. that's a little bit, uh, that's had some experience because it's, yeah, I, I think it's hard to, it's hard to really do an exercise well if you don't, if you've never done any weight training at all. I, I agree with that. I think um, I, I would, my version of that is, if you look at the sort of self-diagnosis um, exercises, they're pretty good and you could do those and you get more insight into your own body, how it's mm -hmm. aligned. There's an alignment uh, check there. Um, and, um, you know, like that sort of confirmed to me that one of my, one of my knees doesn't go in a straight alignment with one of my feet. Um, and then that that all govern how you might do an exercise like a squat, for example, where you might put your feet and your knees when you're doing squats. Um, so so you can I think the book's great in terms of diagnosing and and then looking at what drills might be specifically good to help you rewire your brain um, from a running point of view. But then when you try and put those into drills and and you know, weight training type exercises where you might lift heavy weights. Um, my advice was you all, it would be that you always need an expert to show you how to do that properly so you don't hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that being said, I mean, I think that if, uh, if Jay DeSherry's practice was in Montreal, I would definitely, after reading this, be very curious to go and see him and like have him diagnose me and you bet. have him, you bet. I would yeah. so, I would so go and see him. Um, but unfortunately, he's too far away, so that'll never happen. And so uh, we have this great book that, uh, that, you know, that we can, we can, use to diagnose ourselves and we can use the plans in it and he does have another book as well so i'm really excited to read the first book uh which i'm from what i understand the first book was a lot more theory and the second book is more like a like a how to sort of um, it's kind of more like a user manual i guess which which is um which is sort of what it was like uh, you know, just says, tells you how to diagnose yourself and then what exercises to do to correct it. So it's, uh, whereas the first book, from what I understand, is going to be more theory. And uh, once I read it, then I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Okay, that's the, uh, the anatomy of a runner, I think. Is it? Uh, that sounds right. Yep. Like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Oregon's a long way from where we are. We're, we're we're talking in Montreal, Canada, but you know, if Jay um, listens to us and wants to um, invite us over to his to his lab, we'd be happy to go. Um, we'd both we'd both uh, work out how to get there a bit, mm -hmm. um, probably. Or if he wants to just set up a new lab in Montreal, I mean, there's a lot better. of runners here. <laughs> yeah. So, so who would this book appeal to? Um, I think we've we've talked we've talked a, a little bit about. You know, you'll need to know how to do some weights at the end. Um, who, who, I mean, I guess I never knew the book before I picked it up and uh, it appealed to me because uh, I was looking to improve my running, not by doing more miles, but by trying to be smarter about mm -hmm. how I run. So I guess 
given that it appealed to me from that point of view, anybody who's looking to run smarter, not necessarily harder, in order to get better results, it would probably appeal to that kind of person. Um, I people think who anybody... know how to do wet drills and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it would probably appeal to them. Yeah, I think also um, anybody that's sort of maybe plateaued or feels like they're plateauing in their running and are thinking of adding something and don't do any strength training. So this might be, um, you know, it, it a motivation. First, yeah, it might. It, it'll convince them definitely why they should be doing strength training, and then uh, that could serve as motivation to do strength training and it could potentially help your running in the future, I think. Okay, cool. So what's, what's our rating? Um, how, do, how would you like to write it? Uh, so I would definitely, I would definitely give it, if we're talking five stars, I would, I would give it five because it's it's really it's got a nice layout it's very clear uh the 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 writing the language is clear it's um it it explains why things are why the things that they do are important uh it it's got pictures i mean it's uh it, it puts everything together in a nice little package at the end being the workouts and how to use those workouts. So I think it was, it was very well thought out and I would, yeah, it's, it was, um, it, it kept me interested throughout the book, even though, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a how to manual, but at the same time, like there was a lot of interesting information and, and my boyfriend, Andre even read it which like he's not a big book reader my god and <laughs> he's not a big book reader and so that he was the one in the evening that said oh do you want to just do some reading like that was an indicator that this book has something to offer because he was uh he was that interested so i think that just that in itself probably speaks for itself i mean i like reading i like I like reading about running. So, um, you know, the, I, this, yeah, definitely gets five stars, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, from, my, from my perspective, I think in terms of how it's produced and laid out and explained and the language and the, the, just the production of the book, the photographs, et cetera, um, it's, it's, it's a really nice book. Um, encourages you to read it. Um, so, so I'll give it five for that. I think uh, in terms of the content and the feasibility, I think you have to arrive, you have to arrive into the content um, prepared to commit to, to doing something because it's a how-to book. So, you know, it's a little like, well, I'm going to read a manual on how to fix my lawnmower, but afterwards I'm not, I'm not going to bother with <laughs> fixing my lawnmower. But you kind of go, well, what, what use is that? So. Um, what I found a bit was um, you, you need a bit of equipment for some of the, uh, for some of the exercises, um, resistant elastics or weights, um, which means you need access to a gym or you need some of that stuff in your own home. Um, 
and, and if you don't have that, it's going to slow you down a, a bit. Um, what I found is I've stutter stepped because I can do some drills, but some exercises, but not complete drills because I don't have all the equipment. Um, and from that point of view, um, just from a technical point of view, I would give it maybe four and a half, four, four and a half for, for, for that. Um, having said that, um, I found it super readable. And, you know, I borrowed your copy to read so we could have this, this discussion. And um, uh, I've made a note to go out and get my own copy because it spoke to me, it gave me some individual things and I want to further commit to try to deliver on, on improving those things for myself. Um, so if it can make your, your partner Andre read and it can make me go out and buy the book, mm -hmm. um, that's got to be a good recommendation from us. I agree. I agree. And uh, I think even if you don't yet have gym equipment and you've never done weights, uh, reading about why it's important uh, and what it can do for you, I think is a good motivator. And, you know, it might just motivate you to take that next step and incorporate some strength training in your running. So um, I guess we could probably summarize it at the end with with a little word from Jay, who basically says, you know, all the workouts he gives you, if you practice them over, the t over time, it will help to use the plasticity in your brain to adjust uh, and develop changes in terms of your running uh, approach um, for basically an improved running capability. And eventually, you will be rewired for success. So let's hope we're all going to go out there and get a bit rewired for a bit more success. Um, any last words, Liz? No, I think we've covered everything. And um, happy reading. Good luck, everyone. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>